Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio. Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Hey, what's going on, home team? This is your boy, Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Michelle's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! You're, you're, you're listening, listening to Cell Life with Michael Savalos right now on TPV Radio. Here's your host of Cell Life, Michael everybody doing? Uh, my name is Michael Savalos. This is Cell Life. It is our show. We are on TV Radio. I don't know if I'm on. Very sorry if I am. Uh, uh, we're just going to keep going. I can't really. Anyway, 
this is still live, without a doubt. Uh, uh, this is a uh, program. We have a ministry where we are trying to transform ourselves and trying to educate society on the different issues that prisoners face inside and outside the walls of the prisons. So uh, I don't know if I'm on, Christopher. Am I on? You let me know if I'm on, brother. Anyway, I'm sorry, y'all. We're trying to get this together. Uh, let me see. I don't think I'm on yet. If I am, I'm very sorry. Am I on the radio already? Yes, sir. Huh? You are live and hot. All right. How's everybody doing? This is Michael with Cell Life. Uh, we are live on the TTV Radio Network. Uh, we're very excited about being here with y'all. Uh, we are a uh, ministry of trying to reach out and educate society on the different issues that uh, convicts face behind the walls and outside of the walls upon their release. And we are also uh, trying to transform uh, our own, my own personal life. And my name is Michael Ceballos. This is Cell Life. We really appreciate y'all tuning in today. Uh, we are... Uh, Today we're just going to kind of introduce ourselves. Uh, it is our first first podcast, and it is our first time on the radio. So I'm really excited about being here with y'all and uh, sharing some of our story and some of our vision for the future, and uh, trying to uh, create change, uh, you know, through uh, through activism and ministry. So uh, that's what we're trying to do. Sorry. Uh, so. I just wanted to kind of tell you all a little bit about how all this started. Uh, I did a little over 27 years uh, incarcerated in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice and uh, for, for, for various different crimes. Uh, none of them were uh, aggravated or stuff like that. So I went down there with non-aggravated cases, never had a violent crime, but stayed down there a very long time just because of uh, – you know, circumstances. Uh, I went down there when I was 17. I had come straight out of the Texas Youth Commission, uh, which is the Texas Department, uh, well, what's the Texas Youth Commission, TYC. I had done six years down there, and then I did 27 years uh, down in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. So uh, so I decided, I started writing uh, uh, years ago about how I could transform my own personal life and uh, also try to help other people. Other men and women in the same position that I that that I was uh, in at the moment, and I was going to be in upon my release. So I started writing about uh, a, a cell. I, I, I was I, I was uh, positioned in a cell by myself, and so I started writing about the cell. And it uh, over over time, over a few years, I came up with an idea to come out and go into a cell, and build a cell out here in the free world, and go into it for uh, for a year. It took me quite some time to uh, try to convince my family members that this is what I was going to do, this is what I want to do, and I need y'all support. So finally, uh, I got out of prison, and we built the cell out here in the free world, and we began to uh, go live on Facebook and try to spread the message of, of uh, personal transformation and spread the message of educating society on the different issues that convicts face behind the walls and outside the walls upon their release. 
So we believe that this vision is from God, and we believe that it is our ministry, and we believe that we are going to uh, stay focused and uh, complete our mission. But anyway, so uh, so personal transformation is the deal. And of course, my resume is, uh, you know, is that I've been locked up forever uh, for a long time. And uh, so this is what we're doing, y'all. And uh, so now we had to uh, transfer from, from the cell that we originally built, and we had to transfer it to another place, and we're in the process of doing that now. Uh, we just had a really, really cool fundraiser that went down uh, that paid for a roof, and uh, we should be back in cell on Wednesday. And we are trying to communicate the message that, uh, you know, everyone deserves an opportunity to succeed no matter what they've been through. So that is our motto, and that's what we want to do. And our particular area is ex-cons, men and women alike. And, uh, you know, we just want to love on them. We want to love on them and let them know that there are different ways to succeed and different things that we can do in order to, uh, you know, to be successful. And we just want to show them that through our walk, and our talk, you know, so that's exactly what we're trying to do. And uh, so I was given the opportunity to speak on a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, from a very good friend of mine named Dorothy Patterson. And she has the, uh, uh, the Reality Coach Show on TPV Radio Network. It's on Mondays at 6 o'clock from 6 to 8. So anyway, uh, me and Dorothy uh, met, and uh, she asked me to come on the show. And she wanted to talk about the different issues that, that uh, you know, she just wanted to talk about it. And uh, that's what we did. And through that, uh, I met uh, the producers of uh, TPV Radio. And they asked me if I would be interested in uh, hosting a uh, podcast. And, of course, uh, I'm definitely interested. I believe that we can reach uh, many more people uh, with this message. And our message is just Inclusion. We just want to be included in the equations of of uh, of society. We want to reintegrate. We want to help men and women reintegrate into society. And I say we because I'm still in the process. Look, I'm in a cell. Uh, I'm going to be in a cell till next year, April 1st of of of, of next year. And I believe it's, we're going to go to April 3rd because that's a Saturday, and we're going to have a nice uh, concert and celebration and uh, that day. But uh, so, uh, you know, we're, uh, uh, this is a this is very very dear to our heart, and uh, we want to uh, see if we can reach as many people as we can through our message. But uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, we want to help men and women. Oh, oh, oh! Look, I want to give out our PO box. Uh, we have a PO box. It's Cell Life, PO box one two three four, Raymondville, Texas. It is 78580, and we want anyone that is involved with anyone that is incarcerated to give them our uh, P.O. box, uh, let them know what we're about, and see if there's any way that we can be of service to these men. Uh, we are not – men and women, I'm sorry. Uh, we are not uh, – we are keeping all the doors open. There's many avenues that are opening up for us to minister in different ways, and we want to be uh, – we want to be on top of that. You know, we want to uh, uh, be able to service these men. Right now, we we are uh, corresponding with about 30 uh, uh, inmates here in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, 
and uh, we, uh, you know, we, we just communicate with them. Uh, we help them in different areas. Uh, if something's going on on the unit, you, you know, we're kind of an advocate for them. So uh, that's still life. And uh, this is just where we want to be. This is what I know. I've been locked up most of my life, and I am ready for change. And I believe that if uh, we continue to push this message, that we can make a difference, especially if this message, we can make it resonate with uh, with society. Because, see, see, that's the deal. They really do not – I want to show a different side of, of the convict, of the ex-convict, of the person incarcerated. Uh, the inmate, uh, the offender, whatever. I want, I, I want people to see uh, who they're, who they're really dealing with, and that, and that we're not all bad people, and you know we deserve a, a chance. I got a buddy of mine went to jail when he was in, uh, he was in, uh, well, he had just graduated. He had just graduated, and uh, he went to jail. Uh, uh, some some little thing, uh, but they they would not work with him. He had never been in trouble. He was a young Hispanic uh, male, and uh, they gave him two years. He ended up doing the whole two years, and uh, it was just it, it, it was very traumatizing. It was and it was his first time ever being in trouble. Had just graduated uh, high school. You know, can't can't we figure out a way to better work with these young men and women that are getting in trouble? You know, without ruining them, their the rest of their life and labeling them as felons. It's a very hard road to hold when you uh, when you have that label on you. So, uh, you know, and 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 I don't say it it, it 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 can be done and it's being done and I'm doing it and I'm gonna do it. But what I'm saying is that not everybody has the same capabilities or the same uh, uh, drive. And some of them don't even know how to change. So, you know, we need to start teaching these women. It's a very, very big dream in our society. Uh, it is a win-win situation if we all uh, pitch in to help these men and women. It helps Texas. It helps our society, our communities. It's, it helps families. It helps mothers and fathers and children. I mean, it just helps all the way around. Why would we not do it? And it keeps these men and women from going back to prison. So why would we not come up with a detailed plan to at least stem this problem? You know, uh, not necessarily stop it, but we could stem it some by loving on these men and women in a godly way, in a powerful way, letting them know that 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 we support them in their changes for the better. That's what they need. So anyway, that's what we're trying to build here. Uh, I, I, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about my history. Uh, at the age of ten years old, I went to uh, state school in the state of Wyoming for stealing a golf cart and driving it around the uh, the neighborhood. So I did, uh, I did about a year and a half or two years and was released and came back to Texas with my family and uh, ended up going back to jail here in Texas and did the rest another four years down in the Texas Youth Commission. Uh, got out at 17 years old, went, uh, went to TDC, and uh, I went to TDC on a burglary case 
Uh, look, and this is what I need everyone to understand. I am not angry. Everything I've ever been to prison for, I was guilty of. So these are not things – these are not even things that are in my mind. Uh, I am not making any excuses for anyone. Uh, we have done what we have done, but you know we are also able to change, and we are also uh, uh, worthy of, of, of being allowed to uh, have a life through Christ, of course. But it's definitely something that, 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 that we should be allotted. And given the same opportunities once we've done our time. So uh, that's what the deal is there. Okay, thank you. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure where we're at, but I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying to get uh, set up here. All right, there we go. Uh, so... All right, I just wanted to uh, uh, share a little bit about our, uh, of our history. Uh, we will uh, be accepting calls and things like that if anyone wants to call in and ask any questions. And we're just going to kind of go through, uh, uh, after our break, we're going to take a, uh, let me see what time it is. Uh, okay, I'm not sure what time it is. Oh, it's 4.46. No, no, we're going to stay out a little bit longer. So anyway, I just want to kind of give you all a little bit of my a little bit of the vision that we want. Uh, we are trying to uh, start a conversation that will help change uh, different uh, areas of the criminal justice uh, makeup to help reintegrate convicts back into society. Ninety percent of the people that go to prison uh, get out at some point, and what we do here in Texas. Uh, uh, we don't pay our prisoners, first of all. We pay them nothing, and uh, we uh, and we don't teach them very great skills to for 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 working upon their release. But no matter how much time that you have done, if you've done uh, one year or if you've done thirty years, when it is time for your release, when they decide to release you, you get one hundred dollars. And the clothes on your back, and a bus ticket back to where you're paroling from, or back to where you're paroled. And it's almost always to the same area, same county where you uh, caught your uh, where you caught your felony. So uh, we're not giving these guys much of a chance. Uh, you know, some have been gone a long time, don't have any family, and a lot of these men look every week. Uh, I was at uh, the walls uh, waiting to be released for three days. Every day that I was there, there was a man being released that had done 20, 25 years, finished his whole sentence. So TDC and the parole uh, system did not help him get any housing. They did not uh, – they didn't do anything to help this man. His time was over, and I saw several of these men. His time's over. They don't know anything. They give him $100, one set of clothes on his, on his body. And the bus ticket back to where he caught his uh, crime. So, uh, you know, he really did not know what he was going to do. He didn't have any family left. They'd all died while he was in prison. Uh, and the people that he was uh, in communication with were going to accept him. Uh, yeah, we need to we need to educate these men before their release. I'm talking about programs 
that are set up just for this, just to train these men in certain jobs that they will be immediately placed in upon their release. Of course, they have to go through a, you know, whatever loops they wanted to jump through, they jump through. But we actually have a program for these men that when they are released, they can have a job. Why would you release these men without any training, without any future? At all, futures, everything, they have no idea what's fixing to happen. <laughs> you know? Why wouldn't we help these men plan their future? Why would we not help them? Uh, what's going on, Dustin? Why would we not help them uh, get it together so that we can make a better society? I just don't understand it. Anyway, uh, but I do know one thing. This thing I do know. Is that no matter what, if God is involved and we stay on track, we will be able to make some changes. We will be able to uh, uh, help some people, uh, and that's what we want to do. So, and and at the very same time, I am helping myself. Anytime that uh, you are of service to someone else, uh. You know, you are you are doing what you're supposed to do. Just like in AA or NA or anything like that, where men and women stay involved in their uh, in a program that 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 highlights and deals with their addiction. It's the same thing with me. I've obviously been addicted to going back to prison, so uh, I want to work in this field where I can where I believe I can make a difference. I'm passionate about it. And uh, and and this is this is what I want to do, and so uh, we kind of uh, uh, have uh, made our way into being heard, and we are excited, and we want to make some changes. We want to make uh, we want to help. Look, there's a lot of people already working in this field, so I'm not bringing anything new to the table except experience. Uh, I've I've lived it, uh, and I uh, I studied it while I was down there. I uh, got my degree while I was down there, and uh, believed that uh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing: is speaking and trying to help people. That is my ministry, and it just happens to be, you know, wanting to help people like me uh, that have struggled with addiction. With uh, uh, you know criminal activity, uh, just trying to find a way to get by, uh, but it's, it's there's such a better way, you know. Uh, we don't have to live that way, so uh, you know I want to spread that message. Now next week, next week we are going to uh, have a great show. We are going to have a nice little uh, panel. Of people calling in, uh, we're going to have an ex-parole officer uh, who is a psychologist or a psychiatrist right now. Uh, that's going to be really cool, and uh, she's an activist in uh, uh, in civil rights and things like that. Uh, she's a Hispanic woman out of San Antonio. We've got another brother out of San Antonio uh, named uh, Sam Abaya who's going to be coming on with us, and uh, he is a uh, he's an ex-convict. And he is also a one of the best Hispanic rappers I know, and he's a Christian rapper. 
and he's a bad boy, so he's going to come on with us next week and share share a few things. Uh, we are going to have another brother that's an ex-convict that works with the Alpha program and uh, does a uh, does work in the communities helping convicts outside the walls and uh, starting different uh, Alpha programs in the different churches. Uh, so that's really exciting. His, his name is David Taylor. I'm really excited about him being on. Uh, we are also going to have, uh, I believe, uh, Dorothy Patterson is going to be on with us next week, uh, the reality coach. And so that's going to be exciting. That's my girl. That's one of my sisters in Christ. Uh, and uh, she is one of my uh, uh, mentors. I learned, I've learned a lot from Dorothy. And, uh, and, and I really... Uh, I really enjoy uh, uh, communicating with her. So anyway, uh, yeah. So we have a lot, of, a lot of things coming up, and coming up, uh, we are going to be. I believe the following week we're going to be talking with a group of uh, ex uh, felons, women. Uh, we're going to have a maybe three or four ex women uh, uh, prisoners or convicts that are out here doing their thing and uh, succeeding. And we want to inspire with their stories. We want to inspire other men and women uh, to uh, get out here and grind and do what we're supposed to do, so that uh, so that. And then we don't want that. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so that uh, you know we can. We want to have a balanced understanding. After that, oh yeah, we might even have. Uh, I'm working with a couple of correctional officers and a couple of police officers uh, also to come on the show, and uh, so 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 that's that's going to be exciting. We want to have a balanced uh, uh, conversation about how we can help and how we can minister to these different men and women and uh, make make a difference. Okay, and we're also going to to uh, uh, be uh, working on some. Other issues, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of things going on, y'all. We're really excited about what God is doing uh, with with our uh, with our voice. Uh, we are reaching uh, different people, and we have really met. Look, one of the main reasons I came into this cell, okay? If you're just tuning in right now, uh, this is Cell Life, and uh, it is in, uh, you know, our, our show is Cell Life. My name is Michael Savios. I am an ex-convict that did a little over 27 years uh, incarcerated in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, and we are a uh, show that uh, wants to talk about personal transformation in our own life and actually educating society on the different issues and stuff that convicts face inside the walls and outside the walls. But we have built a cell in the world and have committed to one year of an experiment of staying in that cell for 23 hours a day, coming out for one hour a day, stretching our legs, getting our supplies, and going right back in. And that's where we film uh, our our. Uh, that's where we do this podcast, and that's also where we uh, film our live uh, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok uh, platforms. And we're trying to reach a bunch of different people, so y'all can find us on all those different uh, platforms. Uh, we, are, we we go live on Facebook every day at 5 o'clock, and then uh, we do uh, TikTok videos, and we'll be going live on TikTok real soon. We just met our mark uh, last week of 1,000 followers, and uh, now we can go live on TikTok. So uh, we are working on all those things, and we're just – it's the same message. 
maybe we'll just say something sometime that that maybe anyone will hear, and uh, we'll be able to uh, you know speak truth into their life. You know, you can't really speak truth into somebody's life unless they trust you. So uh, that's why I've laid down who I am today, what I've been through, where God's taken me, and uh, you know I'm just really excited about uh, about the future, and I'm excited about it because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I am uh, stay focused. I am uh, you know doing the work. I've got to do the work, and I'm going to tell you something. How's everybody doing, y'all? I'm going to tell you something. Some of us do not want to do the work. And I don't understand. You know, it has to be done. We can no longer... Uh, uh, look, and, and right now, this whole this whole country's resetting. The, the whole world is reset. We have an opportunity to have our voice heard in different areas of life like 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 never before. Look, I was scared to death to start speaking about this stuff and start sharing about about my past because I have just been uh I, I've experienced uh that it's uh you, you know I've been marginalized. I've I've felt marginalized all my life because of it. So it's just a fear, uh but I had to face the fears and put myself out there and uh just kind of expose myself, uh, be transparent so that I could uh, begin to heal and begin to be positive and begin to grow uh, in, you know, into the person that I'm supposed to be uh, and allow God and even be, uh, you know, have the, the strength to allow God to change. So, uh, you know, anyway, we're excited about our future. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. And uh, we'll be back to y'all in about five or ten minutes. Uh, Christopher, if you just take us in, we're going to be playing some music and doing a little dancing. So uh, we'll see y'all in about ten minutes. All right. You're, you're, you're listening, listening to Cell Life, Life with Michael Savalos right, right now on TPV Radio. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. Switching lanes on the highway, nearly hit a beam, I ain't see him in my blind space. Tried to apologize, then I saw the guy race up on the side and throw his middle finger up in my face. You see this clown? I figured that was it, but then he goes around. Uh. Pulling up in front of me and slowing down Homie, what the issue? He don't know I'm with the ish too And my wife and kids with me in this whip too It's going down, it's going down My wife is saying chill But the man in me is saying How you let them play you in front of your family? What you scared? I threw my hands up, my wife put them down uh, She said, the kid's scared, baby, look around uh, That's when she put her hand on my chest and said You know they gonna remember how you handled this test And if I fail it ain't no telling what it's gonna cost So I just took an L and then I drove off
I'm at the crib trying to pray about it. Trying to pray. Cause I've been feeling like a sucker all day about it. Bittersweet, the more I sit and think, the more it gets to me. Then I drift to sleep and it plays back differently. Oh. He flips me off and starts speeding up. Jumped in front of us and still got his middle finger up. Alright, I got now I'm mad, so I swing the whip back around on the side and throw my hands up like what's cracking now. What's up, he cracks his smile and I don't trust it cause his hands are down. I go to grab the ratchet, but this cat already has it out. My wife screams by the time I look up, he clapping out. I dropped the gun and started gunning on the gas, mashing out. I think I'm hit, got blood all on my chest. Lift my shirt up, but I can't find a hole in my flesh. Babe, I think I'm hit. Just help me check. Babe, babe, get up. Babe! Don't seem as bad compared to losing wifey and being a single dad. Real talk. He could have missed her and hit the kids. Then how could I live knowing they died so I could be the man? Man, it's kind of scary though. Scary though. As I sit and run through these different scenarios. Honestly, I thought I'd feel better with them hitting me. Until I seen the misery they left with missing me. Wow. But what if I move quicker and I get the squeeze? Then I let them see them from a cell when they visit me. That ain't cool. And that one ain't a win, but them other two got the first L starting to look like a W. Think about it. I'm guessing it's the answer to my prayers. Prayers. Repeat though. And which version was I the hero? Huh? I guess the real question you should ask me though uh, was I trying to protect my fam or my ego Like what they fantasize How can you scrutinize The same one they left brutalized 
what Christ will crucify for you and not so choose Like I was better off when no one knew me That was the target on my back that got me going through it With every thought in me, my heart would bleed for all the viewers Give them every part of me through all the street and call them music I know you called me to it But at the time I didn't know it'd be the folk who claim to know you doing all the shooting How foolish I was through the fire, lifting you higher As I hit a folk, I did it folk, yelling crucifying Said I wanted to be like them, you know, heal like them, walk like them I ain't know that I would feel like them, but if it's you I'm trying to please Should I be depressed uh, Or is it something in my heart Said I'm pleasing them I don't need to find a thing Send up your holy mountain and truly stand. Only the one who was pure in heart with the cleanest hands. You cannot trust in the idol or swear by nothing false. Yes, God is faithful to forgive if you admit your fault. Let us draw near with the click conscious man and full assurance. A perseverance and endurance guarantees insurance. Eternal heaven into heaven, he like welcome me. I see my brother at the gate like someone help me. It wouldn't be heaven without my twin right beside me, yo. The blood of Jesus filled the sin that's inside me. Ain't no capping for the grand. Pistol pack is second grand. All they get yapping, you rapping, you just misleading your fans. You poisoning your family. Consequence of vanity. What's wrong with your mentality? Boy, change your personality. Everything you put before the Lord, one day you'll answer for. Everything you put before the Lord, one day will have to go. I for inspiration. You're, you're, you're listening to Cell Life with Michael Savalos right now on TPV Radio. Hey everyone, how are y'all doing? This is Michael with Cell Life and uh, we are going to just kind of explain a little bit of our situation. I don't know if you tuned in for the first time, but uh, we are a uh, ministry that is into uh, personal transformation and uh, educating society on the different issues that comics face inside the walls upon their release from prison. So uh, I don't know if, if, if you have been listening.
see if we could really uh, reach some different people uh, and uh, try to start a conversation that would possibly change some things. We went to a protest. Uh, Dorothy, uh, my girl Dorothy Patterson went with us, and we really uh, – I was really surprised at all the support there was for men and women behind the walls. So uh, there's a lot of things going on right now with this COVID-19 uh, in the prisons, uh, and uh, we are very concerned about our family members, about our friends that are behind the walls, because I know that when I was there, uh, there was already uh, a lot of inhumane conditions. So I can only imagine, and I've read stories, but I can, and I'm communicating with a lot of men that are behind the bars right now, behind the walls, and they're telling me the different uh, atrocities that are going on in there as far as their exposure to the different uh, elements and the different uh, – you know, they're just not really taking care of these men the way, sh- the, the way they should during such a pandemic is what we're dealing with, and there's really no way to social distance in there. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm just really concerned. I know that they don't have enough beds uh, to take care of these men, and it doesn't really look like it's going to get better real, real soon. So I'm, you know, so we went to a protest uh, about these conditions, and uh, we met a lot of really cool people, a lot of uh, Christian people that are in this plight to try to uh, a better, uh, you know, serve these men and women, women upon their release, and you know, just make it a little bit better. Because again, I said it earlier that 90% of the men and women that go to prison get out at some point. So you know, we want to treat these men and women uh, as. You know, as best as we're supposed to. That's all. Just as best as we're supposed to, so that they can come out uh, and uh, have an opportunity to, uh, to to change their lives. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, we just need y'all to. Uh, you know, we we appreciate y'all listening in. Again, if there's any uh, phone calls, if anybody wants to call into the show and uh, ask any questions, that would real be be really cool. I'm not sure if we have anybody on the line, Christopher. Uh, but if we do, I mean, that would be fine if you want to punch them through. If not, we'll just keep talking. Uh, but uh, we would definitely like to get uh, people involved in, uh, you know, helping us get the message out about cell life and about some of the uh, programs that we have in motion at the moment. And, uh, you know, you know, we just want to start a conversation to better these things. But uh, Yes, sir. You do have a caller on the line at this time. So call up for security purposes. We will only read the last four digits of your phone number. 7420-7420. You are live with Michael Savalos, Cell Life. Good afternoon. Hello. Praise God. Praise God, brother. First and foremost, I'd like to welcome you to the family. This is Brother Don. Um, Just checking the show out, just seeing you know, the things that you're putting out there, and I think that it's awesome, you know, because um, being in ministry, I see a lot of, everybody wants to jump on the prison ministry bandwagon, but don't nobody want to do support, post support. And I think that that's a much needed uh, area in ministry that we do have to minister to the men and women of God. that, that are trying to get back into society. But I do have a question. As a minister, and your point of view, what would it take, what avenue would we need to do to slow down on some of the recidivism of people going back to to prison? I mean, you know, I know there's some 
some support that we can give, but what can we do from a ministry standpoint to combat some of that? Now I'll, I'll, I'll mute and let you answer. Sure, sure. You know, uh, uh, I think I think that from a ministry standpoint, I think that 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 we need to go into the uh, to the halfway houses. You know, uh, we need to go into that. I was in a halfway house this time upon my release for about three weeks, and they are just drug infested. Uh, day and night, no regulation, and no ministry. No ministry inside these halfway houses. None that I saw. So uh, I think that we need to try to create an, uh, uh, an avenue of going into these halfway houses and working with these men. They're freshly out and uh, reintegrating, helping them reintegrate that way. But I also believe that, uh, uh, brother, is that, is that we could uh, start a you know, if, if these men and women had a job upon their release, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you something. These are some of the best workers you could ever hire. They're hungry. They're, they're, they're driven. Uh, you know, they're going to work harder probably than, than anyone you've got on your team at the moment. But uh, they have a blemish, and people don't want to hire them. But if we could create a situation, uh, a, a program where we could train these men for different jobs that we already have, uh, coordinated with these different companies and put these men in these positions, it would build their self-esteem. It would build their morale. It would help their family. I mean, so many things would happen through if you if these men just knew that they could work towards having a job the day after they got out of prison. I'm telling you, it would make a huge difference. But we need to love on these men and women also in 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 just. You know, and, and, and I want to share this, brothers, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of prison ministries, and you are correct. And a lot of time, and, and, and because that's pretty much that all the Texas Department of Criminal Justice allows inside of their facilities, so you have to go in as a ministry pretty much to minister to these men. But I believe that some of these men have to be reached on a different level, not 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 away from God, but with God and some other um, you know, tactics in order to reach certain men. Because it is a, a – I mean, it's it's bad down there, brother. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of peer pressure. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, so, so, you know, when you hear church, you know, called out, you know, you, you, you either going to go down there and be sold out or you ain't going to go because that's just what's expected down there pretty much. You know, so if you ain't sold out, uh, you know, you're gonna and you're gonna be doing dirt back in the dorm when you come back or back on the block. You know, uh, uh, you're not gonna be respected for that. So, so a lot of times, uh, you know, these men don't go down there, but they, but they, they are dying for an opportunity to change their lives. They just have to be reached in different ways, and that's just something that I witnessed while I was down there. But they've only got one way to reach you down there, and it's, you know, and it's 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 with the ministry, which is great. But I just believe we need to uh, come up with different ways to reach these men that are not coming to church down there. You know what I'm saying? Come up with other programs, maybe a music ministry, maybe a a, a, a yoga ministry. Uh, 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 you know, just something that will attract different people so that they can give themselves an opportunity to hear something positive and something ministered to them. Because a lot of these men won't even allow themselves to hear nothing because 
they're not being ministered in the way that they need to be ministered to. And that's just how I see it. I could be completely wrong, you know, but I know that God is capable of anything, and he's also capable of giving us different ways to reach these men and women. So anyway, I hope I answered your question, brother. Are you still there, brother Don? Amen. Yeah. No, that 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 I, I see that, and um, I think you're bringing out some some very very excellent needed points because, um, you know, people, you know, I see they 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 talk about the conversion, but they don't minister the sustaining. And I know that's what you're talking about these these men and women that are are, are incarcerated and coming out. You know, they need something to sustain them while they're out because it's real easy to get dejected. And then what we see a lot of times is they fall right back into the life that they left. You know, and, sure. And I just thank God for you, uh, brother, for coming on and having the courage not only to be transparent but to, to really minister what has kept you and, and you be the inspiration for those that may have given up hope. So. I'm going to go ahead and mute and listen to the rest of the show. And, amen, I want to tell you again, welcome to the family. And I just appreciate the ministry that God has given you and what you're doing in this time and in this season. Amen. Well, thank you so much, brother, for for, for coming on. That was some great uh, information and a great question. And uh, I appreciate you. uh, And thank you for welcoming me to the family. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about the future, man. We've got some great things coming up. Some great conversations that are going to be created, and uh, and and I think that we will uh, further the conversation a little bit. So I really appreciate you coming in uh, or calling in. Thank you, brother. Christopher, do do we have anyone else uh, uh, that would no like sir. to call in? Uh, no, sir. Uh, we have no one on the line at this time, but we still got a lot of show left. So back to you. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. So uh, again, this is Michael Savios with Still Life. And our ministry is about personal transformation and trying to educate society on the different issues that convicts face inside and outside the walls. Uh, If you're just tuning in, uh, we are uh, a program or an experiment that uh, is – I'm in a cell. I built a cell out here in the free world and have committed to it for a year in order to uh, bring awareness uh, to my own personal or, you know, work on my own personal issues. I've been locked up for uh, a little over 27 years in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice and just realized that there's a lot of things I need to relearn and unlearn. So I decided to go into a cell and work on myself before I transitioned into the world and uh, kind of just jumped into things too fast. So uh, I've been in here for two months. Today is my 61st day. And uh, we are committed to it for a year. We just built a new cell and are putting a roof on it uh, this week. So we start our new uh, live feeds on Facebook and uh, a lot of different things are going to be going on. And we're going to be doing some workout uh, stuff. We're going to be doing some cooking stuff. We just want to reach. We want to have the avenues to reach different people. And we want to reach them in different ways so that we can start a conversation about how we can start healing these men and women or start helping these men and women heal that are incarcerated and have not really had an opportunity 
to uh, work on themselves. So, uh, you know, because it's a, it's a dangerous, very volatile environment in prison. So a lot of men and women, uh, well, anytime that you're uh, being vulnerable and trying to work on yourself, that is considered weak down there uh, in that uh, particular uh, arena. You know, so you uh, – so – I don't know. It's just a very, very, very weird place that uh, doesn't see things the same way. So you have to kind of fight through that to get the things that you're looking for. And a lot of times you don't really get them. So you have to, you know, continue to work. And and we're we're always a work in progress. Thank God uh, that uh, He gives us grace and mercy. But we are always a work in progress. It's definitely a journey. And so uh, you know, when you get out, uh, there's still tons of work to do. And I had just a little bit more than usual, so I decided to come in this cell and work on myself before I release, and thank God again that he has blessed me with a support group, a support system that has uh, supported me in this endeavor, in this experiment, and uh, helped me with different things, uh, content, uh, finances, uh, a, a place to, to, to uh, uh, conduct this experiment, and the experiment is is basically, will people actually listen to someone about change that has been incarcerated for over 27 years? You know, can, can we actually uh, begin a conversation that people will interact with that, uh, you know, that a convict is talking about? And, and, you know, we're not talking about changing things that will uh, make a pampered life for someone down in prison. That's not what we're talking about. We are talking about changing things that will allow men and women in prison to keep some of their dignity and begin to working on, begin to working on their relationship with God, working on their relationship with self. And continually to continuing to, you know, peel away the different things that are not needed, and uh, just just learning, you know, basic basic learning. But uh, anyway, uh, we are. Uh, let me see. I wanted to talk to y'all today a little bit about uh, some of the first uh, shows that uh, went on. Uh, first of all, I've never been on the radio. I've never done a live video of anything. Uh, I've been locked up most of my life, and not very, and uh, not very skilled in technology. But uh, we started this experiment with a Walmart phone, which we still use today, and uh, cracked it today for the first time. Uh, so that's that's not a good thing, but uh, it's all right. Uh, and uh, so uh, we started out with a Walmart phone, and uh, we started filming live shows on Facebook, speaking about our experience and our uh, some of the things that we have been through and sharing, uh, getting real vulnerable, being very transparent, and trying to start a conversation about how we can uh, better ourselves as convicts and also helping these men and women uh, that are behind the bars and outside. So uh, things have been really well. We've been really well received, which was a very uh, – a surprise to me. I was very. Uh, uh, I didn't know how it was going to go down. I didn't know if people were going to accept our message, 
because it's a hard sell. I mean, we're talking about criminals here, y'all. We are talking about people that have broken the law. And so anytime that you start a conversation like that about a group of people like that that are marginalized and uh, looked at differently, well, it's a hard sell to society. So that's what I was concerned about, but I'm going to tell you all something. We have had uh, major uh, positive feedback. I believe that I've only had uh, two people people uh, be negative, and it was not even negative. It was really just an opportunity to start a conversation. So uh, I've missed a couple of those. I've missed a couple of times to uh, start that conversation, but I've hit a few of them. And so we've had a really good, uh, really good dialogue going back and forth about these issues and a lot of really good ideas. And uh, so if anyone uh, – again, if anybody wants to reach us, uh, anyone that is incarcerated, I uh, would please ask you all to write in. Uh, our, our, our handle is Cell Life, P.O. Box 1234, Raymondville, Texas. 78580. If anybody wants to write into the show, uh, write into us. Uh, we would really uh, love to hear from y'all. We will start giving shout outs. Uh, we will start uh, uh, celebrating uh, recovery and uh, Christ and the different things that he's doing in our lives behind the walls and outside the walls. So uh, y'all, 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 let's get involved. Let's start talking about these different issues and uh, see if we can further this conversation. Uh, you know, we will see, uh, again, I want to tell you all a little bit about what we have coming up. Uh, we are fixing to launch our YouTube channel uh, probably at the end of this week. And, again, we're going to be, you know, using it as a platform to reach different people with our message so that, uh, you know, there are more men and women that have been touched by incarceration, if not incarcerated themselves in Texas, than anywhere in the United States. So, uh, you know, I just want to share that with y'all. Yeah, and I did want, to, and I do want to say this: I have tons of respect for the people in media. I mean, I it has allowed me an opportunity to speak about these different issues, be heard on different issues. Now, we ain't going viral or nothing like that, but, you know, uh, we are definitely uh, speaking to different people. People are listening. We have a, a nice little uh, following. Uh, we, uh, again, we do a live Facebook uh, show every day at 5 o'clock, so y'all can tune into our show there. It's called Cell Life. Uh, it is on my personal uh, page, which is Michael. Savios, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-C-E-V-A-L-L-O-S, and anyone can uh, message me there if you want to talk about uh, any of these issues, if you want, if you need help with anything uh, that has to do with any of these issues, if you just want to ask questions, anything like that, we definitely uh, uh, want to extend, uh, you know, an invitation to uh, speak with us, talk to me. Uh, let me know how I can be of service in different ways. That is what we are trying to do. That's what we want to be. We want to be a service and ready to uh, mobilize uh, on behalf of Christ and of his people. So uh, anyway, that's what we're doing, and uh, we really appreciate y'all y'all, y'all listening in today.
you know, in, in, in Europe. I had no idea how much work this was going to be. Uh, so, uh, you know, I am glad that I've slowed down in a cell because it is a lot of work, constantly uh, communicating. Uh, when I, First of all, I hadn't communicated in many years, so now I am constantly communicating uh, with these different devices on the computer, on the cell phone. Uh, you know, I've got these different uh, uh, platforms that I'm working with and trying to uh, uh, create a conversation, and uh, I'm fixing to start doing Twitter. Uh, I'm fixing to start, you know, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you know, we're going to try all the different platforms, uh, Twitch, uh, you know, uh, YouTube. Of course, we got TikTok and uh, Instagram and things like that, you know, so we're just trying to get content on all these, and it is difficult. I mean, I could not do a thing for a while with all this technology. I mean, I was like, I was dumbfounded. People had to set up very – now I see them as very basic things, but I was just – it was too much for me at one time, but uh, things are working out, and uh, we're we're kind of getting it together. But uh, I don't know, Christopher, if you want to take a break, uh, we could do that, sir. Uh, it is uh, five thirty-four, so we got a little bit of time. Uh, you want to take a break, Christopher? Oh yeah, we could take a break, man. This this is your show, man. So I'm I'm actually following your lead. So we can definitely right, take a music, throw some selections in there for the family to get their jam on, and we can be right back with Cell Life with Michael Savalos in the building. We'll be right back, family. Good afternoon. This is God's Journey Child, Fed Old Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. Just fight a little longer, my friend. It's all worth it in the end. But when you got nobody to turn to, just hold on and I'll find you. I'll find you. I'll find you. Hold on and I'll find you I'm hanging on by your thread And all I'm clinging to is prayers And every breath is like a battle I feel like I ain't come prepared And death's knocking on the front door Pain's creeping through the back Fear's falling through the window Waiting for them to attack They say don't get bitter, get better I'm working on switching them letters But tell God I'ma need a whole lot of hope Keeping it together I'm smiling in everyone's face I'm crying whenever they leave the room They don't know the battle I face they don't understand what I'm going through The world trying to play with my soul I'm just trying to find where to go I'm trying to remember the win I'm trying to get back to my home But I can't do this on my own That's why I'm just trusting in you Cause I don't know where else to go And I don't know what else to do Just fight a little longer, my friend It's all worth it in the end But when you got nobody to turn to Hold on and I'll find you Just fight a little longer, my friend It's all worth it in the end But when you got nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you I'll find you I'll find you Hold on and I'll find you Oh, oh, oh. 
say fear haunts me and pain hates. I say pain strengthens and fear drives faith. And I don't know all of the outcomes, don't know what happens tomorrow. But when that ocean of doubt comes, don't let me drown in my sorrow. And don't let me stay at the bottom. I feel like this hole is too deep to climb. I've been looking for a way out, but I settled for a peace of mind. Picking up the pieces of my life and hoping that I put together something right. Tell me all I got is all I need. Tell me you gon' help me stay and fight. The world tryna play with my soul. I'm just tryna find where to go. I'm tryna remember the way. I'm tryna get back to my home. But I can't do this on my own. That's why I'm just trusting in you. Cause I don't know where else to go. And I don't know what else to do. No, don't let the fear make you feel like you can't find this on your own. You know I.
silver and gold, yeah I told myself that my sin made me unworthy But truth is, I'll never be perfect But Christ took the burden Me, I give my all, despite my downfalls When many see me fail, only you see me prevail The bigger depression hits, the louder my praise get The bigger depression hits, the louder my praise get Come on! Even at the drum stop Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to Cell Life with Michael Savalos right now on TPV Radio. Hey everybody, this is Michael back with you with Cell Life. Uh, this is a uh, one-year experiment into personal transformation and educating society on the different issues that convicts face inside and outside the walls. If you're just tuning in, my name is Michael Ceballos, and I am uh, conducting an experiment. I built a prison cell out, out here in the free world. I got out of prison on January 17th of 2020 after doing several years. I've done over a little over 27 years in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, and we are out here now in a cell uh, trying to bring awareness to different issues that convicts face behind the walls and outside the walls upon their release, and also in the cell working on personal transformation, getting closer to God, working on the different issues with family members, uh, the different issues with my son, uh, reintegrating uh, uh, back into society correctly, and uh, trying to uh, have a lasting freedom. I've been in and out of prison uh, for the last uh, 30 years and am, uh, am ready to uh, live a life of freedom through Christ and a freedom of, uh, of, of incarceration and all the different things that kind of bind us uh, to this different uh, – to our past. But uh, we are excited about the future. 
We are going to use our past in order to minister and reach different people and propel us in the future. So uh, we just want to thank Chris for doing uh, Christopher, uh, do we have any callers on the line? Uh, actually, we do. Uh, we definitely have a new caller, and of course, we got uh, Brother Dom back on, and we gonna oh, uh, we brothers, and we're gonna support you through your first show. But we're gonna bring the caller in first. That. I'm struggling. Yes, yeah, you're good, <laughs> man. You're doing good. So, caller, uh, we will only read the last four digits of your cell phone number. For security purposes, so caller 0317, 0317, you are on Cell Life with Michael Savoy. God bless you. Hello, caller, how you doing? Just fine. How you doing? Do you have a question for us? Do you want to share something with us? Yes, I do. I'm, I've been watching the show, and I've really have seen a from beginning to end, and um, I'm I'm loving that you're on the radio or podcast or whatever this is because I I got your link from your Facebook page, and I just wanted to really know what what do you hope to accomplish out of this whole project? What was the big What was the big theory? Well, well, the biggest thing we hope to accomplish and that we believe we are working on right now is our personal transformation and reintegrating into society in a better uh, uh, and not so uh, rushed and try to catch up kind of way. But uh, another vision that has really emerged through all this is that we are wanting to educate society. We believe some of the things that they're just not aware of that go on behind the walls and outside the walls when these different uh, men and women are released from prison. So that is what what has emerged. Now we are continually working on ourselves uh, in uh, a bunch of different areas. Uh, you know, spiritually, emotionally, uh, physically, you know, we are doing uh, some work in those areas to uh, get a better understanding of who we are and and how we can uh, fit into this world. You know, after you've been gone for so long, uh, you kind of think that, that, that you no longer fit into this world. So uh, thank God that uh, he gives us an opportunity to think and, uh, before we actually react. So you know, I'm just kind of just trying to get back into the swing of being around people, being social, and different things yeah. like that. But uh, media has it feels, definitely yeah. Go ahead, it sorry. feels kind of um, like an assimilation, assimilating into back into like a a different world when you've been. I feel like it was like if you've gone to war. I wouldn't compare prison to going to war, but I mean, in some ways, it it kind of is that sometimes they might not return. Our return changed, so I I like that aspect of the respect that you give to I mean the actual system, even though they might not even deserve it. Because I mean, I guess you did come out of there alive and well, and here trying to help the ones who were left behind. I guess. Sure, that's sure. Kind of my take on it. Yeah, well, that's that, that's very intuitive, and uh, we really appreciate you uh, uh, sharing that with us. We are, uh, you know, definitely uh, excited about what is going on. We have started a little conversation, and, uh, you know, we, we, we really appreciate y'all tuning in and calling in and uh, giving us insight and uh, uh, letting us know that uh, we are being heard by, by some people at least, and maybe we can help someone. 
uh, you know, again. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm I'm totally agreeing with 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 this whole part of what we just talked about as a whole. I mean, I, the big picture is what I'm hoping that things will change. And if there's organizations out there that help people who just come out of uh, prison, you know, help them get on their feet, I would certainly like to know to know about it. Like if I, you could put an email up or can I use that P.O. box? What is the best way? Yeah, you can definitely contact, can't contact us or anyone of your loved ones or anyone that you know that's incarcerated at Cell Life, P.O. Box 1234, Raymondville, Texas. 78580. We have a uh, one one staff member that uh, uh, receives and answers all mail that comes out of there. And if if it's something that uh, they want on our live uh, Facebook show or something they want us to give a shout out to someone, uh, we definitely uh, uh, consider that and we definitely do things like that. So, uh, but we really just want to hear uh, uh, stories. Of of, of of well, we really want to just hear from them. Period. We want to let them know that they're supported mm-hmm. and that uh, we are working on different uh, aspects to try and make a better path for them upon their release. I was talking to Brother Don earlier. I'm not sure if you heard. Uh, he's a part of the TPV Network family. He has a show also. Yeah. And uh, but uh, we were talking earlier. And we were talking about how we can help these men and women upon their release and what would be some of the best things we could do. And, uh, you know, so uh, we talked about maybe uh, job skills and placing them in jobs uh, prior to their release and things like that. But anyway, uh, so, you know, we you can definitely reach us there or anyone that's incarcerated can reach us at that P.O. box. And we definitely will give, send them information on who to contact if they have different questions, or we'll try to answer their questions and try to be a service. Mm. Thank right you now. so much. That helped well, thank a you lot, and I'm really you. just keep it up, and I'll keep watching, and I'll be tuning in. All right. We're, we're, we're on every Sunday thank from 4.30 to 6.30. We really appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless you too, ma'am. Thank you. So yeah, so we're just uh, you know uh, uh, the you know the whole cell thing uh, going into the cell was uh, difficult uh, because I had not died to self or did not really know how to die to self. So I had to really it took a, a, at least a year of contemplating whether I was really going to go through with this uh, with this project because I was going to be missing out on a lot of things, but I figured, look, I've missed out on so much already due to my own uh, uh, misbehavior and my own stupidity that now uh, I can miss out on a year's worth of things and for for a purpose, for a reason uh, to, uh, you know, work on self and help people and do things like that. And I'm telling you, Things have already uh, been uh, – I'm really – I have connected with so many family members that I have just lost contact with, have never met, and they have been very supportive in all this. And uh, so uh, just reconnecting with family has been a, a great part of the experiment uh, that, that, that I wasn't really uh, aware would happen, and it's been really exciting. So anyway, uh, uh, Christopher, do we have anyone else on the line? Uh, actually, someone else just popped in. 
so see, you <laughs> seem to start to roll for you, Michael. So caller four, we will only read the last four digits of your phone number. So caller 2791 with Michael Hello, caller. How you doing? I'm good. So I'm calling to ask, uh, I know that you've been in there for a long time, and I just want to know, have you ever met anybody that was innocent? Have I ever met anybody that was innocent? You know, uh, I, I, I believe that I have met some men down there that were innocent, absolutely. But I also truly believe, caller, that I've met some men down there that have been uh, wrongly accused. Ma'am? Wrongly accused. Sure, not only wrongly accused, but just have been uh, overly sentenced. Have been, uh, we went through a time here in, the Tex- uh, here in Texas that was called the revolving door error. And during those times, the, the mindsets of the courts and the mindsets of the judges and the system, they had built so many prisons here in Texas that they wanted to keep the beds full, but it was a revolving door, so they would you would do one month for every year that you were that you were sentenced. So people were being released real fast, and so the mindsets of the courts they would give big time, uh, they would give larger sentences because you would get out immediately. But the revolving door closed, and what happened is these big sentences that they gave out in the early nineties uh, became real live big sentences, and you had to do big time because they wanted to keep these prisons full. So I believe that I have met a lot of men that have been sentenced beyond their crimes and have done – look, I've never had a violent crime. I did – I've got a 25-year sentence and did uh, – I've got over 27 years on it right now. Don't ask me that how that happens, but what happens is that uh, – I'll tell you how it happens – is that uh, the system here in Texas has a lot of loopholes, has a, has a lot of uh, uh, things that are that do, that do not work in the convict's favor. I hope I'm not uh, uh, over over answering your question. But, no, yeah, no. So, so you're just, telling me that, that so they stop the time. Yeah, there's just yeah they they got over sentence and there I have seen a lot of men also stay down there for ten twenty years and get their cases overturned and get out because they were innocent. And there's a lot of men down there that believe they are innocent and have told me they were innocent. But, you know, uh, mass incarceration, look, let me tell you uh, – let me just speak a little bit about mass incarceration. Mass incarceration is something that uh, has been going on in this country for many, many years, and it is, it is the locking up of black and brown men in this country. And it is a uh, – this is not a conspiracy theory. This is something that it was planned and that it was carried out in this country for a long time and still is today as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and it has uh, – it has crippled the minority communities, the black and brown communities in a way that is – you know, that we're just now starting to realize. And, you know, I, I, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, anyway, Colin, uh, uh, I, I hope I've kind of answered your questions. You are. You are. You're asking my question. I just know that um, people get accused of something and they go to prison or they can't make bail and they like um, they have to like um, 
what is it called? They they um they they, they agree take a to something. They take a free bargain. Sure. Yes, free bargain. But they could have been out sure. way earlier if their they family were... could have gotten them out. Instead, they're in prison for nothing. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, disparities in the bail system and the criminal justice system when it comes to uh, minorities, uh, and uh, those a lot of those things are being highlighted right now, and they're being talked about, and there's some really good conversations going on with the bail uh, movement, and hopefully there's uh, there has already been some changes in those areas, but we need a lot more because there's just too many disparities, uh, and uh, black and brown men and women uh, are uh, – you know, sentenced, uh, sentenced uh, to, to more time. Uh, they are incarcerated at a higher rate. They are arrested at a higher rate. You know, there's a lot of things that go on. But uh, so, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of areas we need to work on, without a doubt. And we thank you so much for calling in. Do you have anything else you would like to talk about? I just wanted to know how, um, when, 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 when you get to visit your children, how often do you get to, to like, you know, I, I understand because I've had a brother that's been incarcerated. They don't always let us touch, and they, we always, every once in a while, if they got a case or something happens, you know, we don't ever get like a um, a contact visit. How how does that affect a convict? Yeah, so so visitation and family in, involvement, and that's something that that we definitely want to talk about on this show on Cell Life. Family involvement is so important. Uh, it, it, it gives these men and women uh, uh, a chance to uh, live for just a moment with their family members, and it gives them hope. It gives them strength, and when we are visiting these men and women in prison, we need to be encouraging them to uh, work on themselves and read and study and, and do all – go to school and, and do all the good things that, 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 that are allowed down there. But uh, so I know that when my son used to come up and visit me when I was in prison, you know, we could we could hug when we got there. And when my wife and son would come up, my ex-wife, uh, God bless her, the one of the best women in this world. I just want to share that. But uh, and it's the truth. Uh, but my ex-wife and my son would come up and, uh, you know, we would get a couple out, but we could only hug and kiss. Up when they got there and hug and kiss me. So uh, it, it, it it was difficult. It was difficult. So family involvement is very important. And, uh, you know, if you have loved ones that are incarcerated or uh, friends that are incarcerated, you know, communicate with them. Let them know that there's someone out here that cares about them and someone that's supporting them in their change for the better. You know what I'm saying? And And that's what we need to do, and we need to be there for them upon their release. Because there's a lot of struggles. We need to come up with programs that in, instead of the family members having to uh, – you know, they can be there too, but there's something that the convict himself can build upon. Right now, there is nothing – I don't believe there's anything that is suitable enough for the convict to build upon when he is released. I mean he is building from nothing, and that is what we need to change. We need to have – some tools already set in place for these men and women that are substantial tools, that are tools that will truly help them move forward in their reintegration. So anyway, yeah, family involvement is important, caller. I really appreciate you calling in. 
I hope I, I kind of went on a, a rant there, but I hope I answered some of your questions. You're dead. I really appreciate it. I just know that when I go visit my brother, I don't always get to see him. Sometimes I have to see him behind the cage. Sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't always get to go say hi. I love you, brother. I love you. Can I can I hug you and touch you? And not all the time do I get that kind of visit. Yeah, a lot of times if, if, if the men and women get in any type of trouble there or have had any type of infraction while they were incarcerated, a lot of times some of their privileges will be taken. And uh, and it, it's and I, I'm not sure why uh, they choose to take the family out of it. And, uh, you know, but they do do that a lot. They take away your phone and they take away your visits. And uh, it, 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 it's difficult, and, and they don't think about the family. They only think about how they can punish the person incarcerated. So we need to think about the family more and how they can better help these men and women uh, uh, build their self-esteem and build them up before they're released. That's great. Anyway, so, so, so uh, we really appreciate you calling in. And if you have any more questions, of course, we are on Facebook, on TikTok. You can message us. We're on YouTube, and we really appreciate your feedback. And, uh, you know, if there's any way that we can help your brother who's incarcerated, if he needs to speak to anyone, if he wants to call in or, or write into us, of course, our PO our Box is Cell Life, PO Box 1234, Raymondville, Texas, 78580. Tell him to give us a write, and, uh, and, and, and we'll get back to him. Okay, thank you so much, caller. Thank you. All right. Well, Mike, do we have anyone else? Oh yeah, you have more people popping in as we speak. Uh, we have another caller on the line. Thirty-two thirty, thirty-two thirty. You are on the air with Michael Savalo. Cell Life. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, uh, I was just I was wondering. You, you said you were in jail for like 27 years. Like, do you think that that time that you did because you weren't violent and um, you know a sex offender, does that was that fair? I mean, it seems like a long time. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it, I, I mean, sure. I mean, I would like to say that it's not fair, but uh, in in reality, everything that I was in there for, I was guilty of. But it was definitely – I did longer time, a nonviolent uh, crime, a drug case, and a burglary case where no one was home or whatever. But uh, I did more time on that than a lot of people with murder cases and sexual offenses did. And uh, so yeah. sometimes it's really difficult It's difficult to deal with that. Yeah, because yeah, I've dealt with it myself. Uh, the last time I was in jail, you know, my bonds were higher than you know, for a drug charge. Were higher than than somebody with a rape charge, and like you know, some of them had manslaughter charges too. They had lower bonds than what I had. Sure, yeah, there's there's definitely there's definitely a a problem in those areas, and a lot of times, uh, you know, just just to be completely honest, uh, you know, a lot of times those disparities are between blacks, browns. And whites, and it, it's it's just how it is. It's how the system has been uh, built, and it's it's uh, you know we need to change those things to take care of our to take care of ourselves. 
But yeah, there are tons of disparities when it comes to bond. Uh, I have a friend right now that's in that's in jail. Uh, that's that you know uh, I would guarantee is not guilty, and his and he's never been in trouble before, and uh, his his bond is uh, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And uh, there's no way he can make bond, but he's not a flight risk. There's nothing. There's nothing that should be holding him there until he is, you know, either proven innocent or guilty. You know, he should be released on a PR bond. He's got all the credentials to be released on a PR bond, but they will not do it. And it's not I believe it's because you know that's just my take on it. And we need to change those things. We need to stand up for ourselves and start uh, speaking against these 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 practices that have been around for so long. And you know, and you know, as long as we pray about it and we stand against it, I believe we can make some changes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else? No, I, I just wanted to add that you know I, I think that your segment is uh, you know in in itself help uh, you know helping you and helping others and that that's pretty awesome. So thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And I hope that we've answered some of your questions. And, and look, and, uh, you know, you said you've been to jail. If you need anything, if you need to talk, if you need a, uh, some resources, uh, some direction, you're more than welcome to contact us on Facebook, on all, on any of our social medias. We are Cell Life, and uh, you can contact us through TPV Radio, however you'd like, and we will see if we can be of service to you. We would love to uh, help you in any way we can, brother. Thanks for calling in. Yes, sir. Thank you. All righty. Yes, sir. We have uh, more callers coming in. Uh, Caller, for security purposes, we're going to read the last four digits of your phone number. So 9679, 9679, you are on the air with Michael Savalo, Cell Life. Good evening. Hi, this is Scotty, Michael's cousin. Hey, Patty, how you doing? Good, good. I just wanted to say how proud I am of you, and you're doing such a great job, and everything that you're doing, I just, it's amazing that all the information that you're giving, and the way that you're putting it out there, I, I'm sure is just helpful to so many people, and, you know, the, such a platform that you're setting, um, kudos to you, Mijo, because it's just amazing, and, you know, I just wanted to let you know that your family stands behind you, and we love you, and I'm here. I'm here for you, always. Well, thank you, Patty. I really appreciate it, and you have been very instrumental and very helpful in uh, in a lot of our uh, live Facebook shows. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate your uh, your 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 input and your insight. And uh, Patty, didn't you work uh, at, at one time uh, for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice? Um. Uh. Uh-uh. No. No. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought no, no. for some reason I thought you had. No, no, no. Yeah, but no, no, we we have definitely uh, really enjoyed uh, a lot of your questions, and uh, you are uh, one of my favorite favorite cousins, and uh, you've been really helpful and instrumental in uh, helping us uh, push this conversation forward, and we really appreciate it. Well, I just wanted to say hi and, and wish you well and let you know that no matter where you are, brother, I'm I'm here for you. I know you always have been, Patty, and I thank you so much. I love you. I love you too. Have a great show. All right, thank you, Mama. All right, talk to you later. Thank you. All right, bye bye. 
that is uh, one of my cousins. Uh, we kind of grew up together. We did grow up together, and uh, she has always, even all my time that I've been gone, uh, we have always kept in contact, and she has been very supportive throughout my whole uh, time in prison, and I just love her for it. And uh, she's been extremely instrumental in uh, helping us put together content through questioning. Uh, she's very inquisitive and has a lot of questions about uh, how things are taken care of and how things are, just how things operate, and just a lot of insight on mental health and, uh, you know, just a lot of really, really good insight that helps us uh, push this conversation forward. So anyway, uh, uh, Christopher, do we have anyone else on the line? Uh, yes, we have one more caller on the line, and their, their, their numbers are automatically secured, so I don't have to read the last four digits. So, caller, you are on the line with Michael Savala's Cell Life. Good afternoon. Hello, Hello. Hi, I have a question. Okay, so as a convict and a felon, are you treated any differently being on the outside in the real world than you are when you're actually in the pen? Well, or is it are you still treated as as a, are you treated as human, as like a, a normal human being, or are you treated as a convict? How how's the how is that any different being outside in the real? That world? is a great question. That is an excellent question. Now, now I believe that a lot of my personal issues had me thinking uh, that I was looked at a certain way for a long time. So I did kind of uh, feel feel like I was looked at differently because I was an ex-convict. But inside the uh, inside the prison walls, uh, you you are also treated. Uh, uh, as if you are not enough, as if you will never be enough. And uh, so it kind of ingrains that. You know, you kind of get that ingrained in your in your psyche, in your, in, in, in your soul, in your heart almost. And it's really difficult to uh, climb out of that hole. But I think that uh, conducting this experiment really helped me uh, build my self-confidence, uh, build relationships that uh, encouraged me to continue on this plight and to continue uh, 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 trying to uh, work on self and educating society. So I've had, you know, I've, uh, I have had some bad experiences because of my past out here uh, in the free world. Uh, but, uh, you know, so basically a profiled. Yeah, sure, sure. Now, not all the time. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a victim of anything. Uh, because uh-huh. of you know, because I can change my circumstances, but I have definitely run into different reasons. I got pulled over uh, the other day. I got pulled over the other day. I had just mm-hmm. I just got transitioning back into the new cell, and the officer said he pulled me over because I looked like someone else. <laughs> and uh, wow, because of his past, once he looked at my past, he called the canine unit out. Uh, had them, you know, go through my vehicle, uh, uh, search my vehicle for about an hour, and, uh, and uh, you know, and was looking for something. Yeah, and uh, let me know that, you know, uh, he's looking for something. Now, but I didn't have anything, thank God, and uh, things went really well, and I ended up talking to him about cell life, and he's a police officer, and we became friends. We are now Facebook friends, and I'm hoping... Wow. 
So it really turned out really well. Uh, and, uh, you know, you just got to really be tuned in to your surroundings and know that you just got to, uh, you know, look for the correct opportunities to show mm-hmm. people who you really are. Okay. That's, that's amazing. That's very interesting. Yeah. That. Wow. Yeah, because, because we are judged. You know, I mean, we are judged by our past. Uh, because yeah. that's just the way society is in a secular, in a secular world, in a spiritual uh, world. Uh, you know, we, we try not to judge things, uh, although it's still happens. But in a secular world, you're definitely going to be looked at differently uh, because of your past. You know, whatever that might oh, be. Of course, especially with all the rioting going funny. on right now. How how can you not think that you know a convict is going to be convicted? I mean, uh, uh, is going to be treated like a you know. Uh, a, a rapist or a murderer and, and with what's going on on the news right now, you know, I mean, that's, that kind of explains it all. Just sure, racial profiling, sure, right. convict profiling, you know. Sure, sure, absolutely. And I did want to, I don't, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the George Floyd case has been talked about a lot and there's a lot of things going yes. on with it right now. But, uh, you know, it, it was an injustice. And, and you know, we we need to begin to start standing against this stuff in a peaceful uh, way where we can be heard. All this rioting and all this lo- uh, uh, loitering and all this stuff that's going on, all this looting, I mean, it is just uncalled for. And you're hurting the very it really, community. It really is. Yeah, you are hurting the very community that you are wanting to stand up for. So, you know, we yeah. just need to really take a look at what we're doing and see if we can, uh, uh, you know, protest about these things in a better way. But, but really, really, truly stand against them and quit giving in, mm-hmm. you know. That's enough. Of the exactly. Enough. Enough is enough. That's, that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's, thank you for your inspiration. I mean, your your stories are great. We follow you. We we really enjoy watching you every day. I mean, I've got family members who are incarcerated, and I, I mean, just the questions that, the amount of information I'm, I'm, I'm just dying to know. So we tune in every day to listen to what you've got to say about it. It's amazing what you're doing. Keep it up. Well, I really appreciate that, and uh, uh, you know, we're going to be getting better. We're going to be getting some better, uh, more up to date info for y'all, especially on the COVID uh, situations down in TVCJ. But we are working on a lot of different projects. We really appreciate y'all tuning in and following and uh, staying up to date with us. Thank you so much, caller. Uh Hi, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So, yeah. That was the last caller, so you said it's just me, you, and uh, Brother Don. So you have to quit. Okay. Don, Don, you got anything you want to talk about, sir? You know what? Hey man, hey man. You know, uh, I had a couple of two part questions I wanted, I wanted to run by you, uh, brother. Number one, at what point in your journey did you know that you needed Jesus? And the second part of this question, what have you done to sustain your faith so you don't feel like you were sold a bag of goods? Sure. Now, immediately. I mean, I, I've always known pretty much I needed Jesus. Now, I didn't allow Jesus to work on me for a long time 
because of uh, just, you know, uh, stubbornness, uh, selfishness, uh, narcissistic way of looking at things. But I guess about probably about 10 years ago, uh, I accepted Jesus truly into my life, and we begin, me and my ex-wife begin a a small prison ministry where we traveled a little bit to speak to, to just giving our testimonies. And uh, we were doing really well. And, you know, I have just, I have struggled, Don, uh, with uh, with addiction in the past. And uh, so I knew and I've tried every way. And I just, uh, I, I just finally, you know, surrendered and asked God to work on my different issues and help me. Uh, work on these things, and I believe that during that process, he gave me this vision uh, to work on these different issues and go into this cell and uh, make this stand and uh, make the stand for my own personal life and also for, uh, you know, to help other people in their plight. Uh, So, uh, you know, so I believe that, you know, he has taken me down the road. I've been working on this cell project for about four years uh, before I was released, and uh, I, it went through a lot of different transitions, but God has been at the forefront of it, and he has opened doors for me that I know there's no way. I mean, I have a hard, uh, this, you know, I've been locked up 27 years, Brother Don, you know, so, I mean, what really footing do I have to stand on but 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 God's, you know, uh, and, and he has, uh, he has definitely uh, held me up. And uh, worked with me and allowed me to speak to different people and allowed me to speak some truth into different people. So it's been really nice. Now, what was the other what was the other part of the question, Don? I'm sorry. Brother Don, you there? And, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was trying to get it off of you there. And how have okay. you sustained your faith to make it, you know, it don't seem like you were sold a bag of goods. Cause I know a lot of guys, they, they'll accept Christ in prison, but then when they try to use their faith or try to stand on their faith when they come out, they kind of have that feeling like, you know, this don't work. I've been sold a bag of goods. And, and, and they gravitate yeah. towards, towards other things, um, you know, that that really gets them back in trouble. So I was just wondering, what, what do you do to – to stand on your faith while you're out here. Sure, sure. So, uh, uh, I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, I mean, I, I read the word. I talk about God. I uh, uh, work with people. Really, I stay grounded in this, in this project, in this experiment. And that, that has helped me tremendously uh, to continually, uh, Communicating with different people, uh, ex-convicts, uh, kids that are in uh, fiction, you know, uh, that are in trouble at the moment. Just being of service uh, is, is I believe, is a way that God has revealed Himself to me and uh, has allowed me to stay focused on Him by showing me that He is real and showing me the different. Uh, Milestones that that, uh, that 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 we are you know getting to and 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 and, and crossing over. So uh, you know he has just continually moved and gone before me in so many different ways that uh, 
you know, it's, 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 uh, I mean, I have to uh, keep my eyes on him because he's right there. So, yeah, so, uh, just, just, just really, you know, studying, staying in the word and being of service in this area is what's kept me grounded. And, uh, uh, him revealing himself to me has let me know that, uh, I ain't been sold no, 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 uh, bag of goods. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. And I, and I have I have one more question before we close out. Close okay, out Christian. Uh, I wanted to give some inspiration to this because a lot of people uh, automatically assume the worst. And like we told you off air, we're family and we, we stand by that. And I think the biggest problem when you're coming out of incarceration back into society is that you don't have a strong support system, meaning that sometimes your own family will turn their back on you. And then when you do, sure. when you are introduced to Jesus Christ, we have church folks, and I'm sorry to say it that way, but there's some truth to it. We have church folks that will never look at you as the new Michael. They will always look at you as the old Michael. And that's the problem. Sure. And that's what there's a lot of ex-contact into what they came out of because even the church isn't receptive to the new man. Paul, sure. uh, Paul was a murderer. He, was, he got locked up, and Jesus slapped, slapped him silly and opened his eyes, and he became one of the greatest apostles ever. So we have a lot of men here in the you know, that were murderers, thieves, adulterers. I mean, the Bible is full of men and women that way. But the church only wants to bring the nice stuff and the fluff stuff out. But in this season, he's raising up people like you, Michael, and like Brother Don, like myself. He's raising up people that are not afraid to say, hey, look, this is what I used to do. This is how I used to be. I don't have a problem telling you about it, but I'm also going to co-sign it with Jesus Christ. So I said all that to say this. In this season right now for you, Michael, God has shown tremendous favor in your life. What uh, tool or nugget you can give anyone that's listening that's just coming out, how they can stay focused and grounded on Jesus Christ? Okay, okay, uh, uh, brother Christopher, uh, Pastor Christopher, I would, you know, first of all, we have to do the work. We have to do our part. So I would say that stay consistent. Uh, 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 you know, stay consistent in your word. Uh, uh, you know, know, know that God uh, uh, is in control. We can trust Him. Uh, you know, there's just so many. Uh, uh, Things that that you know, it's so much better to uh, uh, trust in God than to go out on our own. I mean, I don't know. It's just uh, I would just say stay focused, stay consistent. Uh, you know, we definitely uh, uh, you know need to you know stay in the Word without a doubt. Uh, you know, but uh, this this unconventional ministry uh, that we're talking about or that we're dealing with here in Cell Life. Uh, I believe that uh, be of service, you know, be of service to other people. Feel the freedom of, 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 of what God can do in your life through service. You know, it's a beautiful thing. I have learned that being of service uh, ha- ha- has really 
really boosted my 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 love, my self confidence, uh, everything, you know, has has really come to fruition through 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 service, and I enjoy doing it. I enjoy. Uh, helping other people, talking to other people, and communicating, you know, on different levels. So I believe that, you know, stay in your word, uh, be of service, volunteer, volunteer. Hmm. You know, something like that. Uh, uh, So anyway, I hope I answered your question, uh, Brother Christopher. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did, man, you did. Uh, and, And you're right. Um, it, it, it's the same thing when it comes to just having a relationship with Christ. Christ teaches us to be servants, period, regardless if you have a title on your name or not. The number one thing is showing Christ-like love to others and being able to go against the grain in spite of all odds and, and allowing God to lead you in your life and change you day by day and linking up with people that really believe in the God that's in you. Not the Michael, but the God that's in you. Because without Jesus, you wouldn't be where you are. Just to be, just to be I real, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for Jesus sure. Christ. Brother Don wouldn't be where he is without Jesus Christ. So we have to understand that when we have that nucleus of brotherhood, true brotherhood in in Christ likeness. We can change a generation of people, especially a lot of young young uh, brothers and sisters that are younger than us, and they think that being locked up is cool or being th- being locked up is the it thing. It's not. And you have to understand that, yes, you reap what you sow. We get it. But what are you doing? What are you learning from your mistakes? And a lot of people don't get that rehab when they get out. They get, They keep doing the same thing over and over and over again because they're set up to be put in situations like halfway houses, for example, they put them right back in the situation they were locked up for. So how is that going to give sure. them any type of, 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 of Christ likeness or any type of light at the end of the tunnel if they're being thrown right back into this situation? So ministries like yours could really set the bar and TPV radio and, uh, and, and many other uh, ministries that's coming out of this uh, network and yours could change that. We can take these dudes and these ladies and change that because when they get out, they already know, oh, well, I'm going to the halfway house, so I'm just going to get caught up again and do the same old thing. But if we give them options, like you said earlier, to change the way they think, change the way they live, be re, uh, reconditioned to do things, then we'll have a better, a better transition for every ex-con or every person that comes out of lockup. Just saying. But anyway, we're almost out of time, so I'm going to be quiet. You have the floor, Mike. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Christopher and Brother Don. I appreciate y'all coming on and uh, giving me a hand. Uh, y'all, this is Cell Life. My name is Michael Ceballos, and uh, we are on every Sunday from 4.30 to 6.30. Uh, we really appreciate it, y'all, y'all listening in today. Uh, we will have a great show planned for y'all next week. Uh, we've got some. Uh, we've got a prison guard. We've got a probation officer. We have some ex-convicts. We have the reality coach hopefully coming on with us next week. So we got a lot of things planned with y'all next week, and uh, we will be. This is our very first podcast, and uh, I really appreciate y'all tuning in. We will get better. I promise you as we go, and we love y'all. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Please, our PO boxes. 
Cell Live, P.O. Box 1234, Raymondville, Texas, 78580. Y'all, please have y'all family members and loved ones right in. We love y'all. This is Cell Live. Christopher, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thank you, family. TPV Network family. Uh, I can't wait to see y'all next ne- next Sunday. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. This is Cell Live. TPV Radio, Central Texas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.